Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oi, what's the best game where you get to eat pie? What's the best game where you play a dead guy? I You'll find out in DG247's podcast. Yeah, what's the best game where you swing from a rope? And what's the best game where you battle the pole? Like I said, you will find out in this your podcast. Hello and welcome to VG247's Best Games Ever podcast. It's been weeks since I've said that. Uh, not really sure what I'm doing anymore. Um, but this is our New Year episode or the end of 2023 episode. And it's been a real banner year for video game releases. There's been a Game of the Year candidate once a week. Uh, it's been quite insane on the releases front. We're probably never going to see a year like it ever again because from now on it's going to be a, a real shit slalom into the void but uh as we've seen on the on the on the jobs front but uh what i'm asking my colleagues today is uh what's the best game this year that you've already forgotten about because does anyone re- there, you know there was a new zelda this year right that was this year hmm. like and then any other year we'd have been talking about that for six seven eight months it, it, it fucking left the news cycle almost as soon as it came out. One of the be- one of the best games ever made, frankly, and it was like just lost in the noise. If Zelda can get lost in the noise, then uh, who's got who else has got a hope in hell? That's why nobody has played Chance of Senna. I think in any other year that would have been a real uh, like a real standout indie game, but it was just another decent game in a year of decent games, and everyone went, "Who gives a shit?" Frankly, you need to be more than decent to remember to be remembered in 2023. Joining me today, I've got Alex Donaldson, Rebecca Jones, and Connor Macker, who uh, you've all won like multiple times now, right? So, yes, like, yeah. like, so if, if Connor kicks off about losing later, Connor which won you multiple will, times, that feels I've won like three times, four times. We, we did, me and Tom did one of our weird audit things that we do when nothing else is planned that week. <laughs> <laughs> you know when we we've got something planned, but Chris Bratt tells you you can't do it because he's ill, because he's a fucking coward. Um, yeah, so we had to do one of those, and we went through the scoreboard, and I can tell you that uh, Alex is still way in the lead uh, with uh, twenty wins. Wow. Um, and uh, Connor, you're not last. You're like <gasps> on seven, I think. That's wild. That's that's seven I mean, or eight. Is that because we just hired more people? Largely, yeah. But, you know, uh, a win's a win, right? A win is a win, yeah. Yeah, you should tell people that you are in the top five on the scoreboard in a a company of, like, nine people. But, you know... It's good. It's good. It's good. It's better than you were doing last year because less time had passed. Right, okay. (laughs) Doesn't this need to be done on percentages, though? Rather than sheer number of wins. It really yeah. should be like... Yeah. You really know, I've really been here since August. I don't like that because so I think Bill Clinton would probably point. be, probably yeah. be top then. Right? That'll knock me straight back down to last, I think. <laughs> yeah, I want to see it happen. Sharif is always saying this. He's like, we should really figure out what the like, what like the, everyone's win ratio is. And I'm like, yeah, but I prefer to... I'm British, so I prefer to stick to a really like 
terrible system that doesn't actually tell you anything about what people have done. So, um, right, what's the best game that we've already forgotten came out this year, excepting, of course, that by talking about it, you patiently do remember it. We're not going to go down that road because that just gets us into a metaphysical uh, conundrum that we can't solve in 28 minutes. Alex, what's yours? Uh, Probably quite a predictable one for me. I thought about this a fair amount. um, And really... There was only one choice for me. Um, so I'll cut straight to the chase and not have a long story like I usually do. And that is, <laughs> um, that is Octopath Traveler 2. Which wow. is, you know, um, I was really pissed off at the Game Awards. Um, and, you know, we're on the jury, right? We're one of the jury websites. So, um, you know, we're part of this. So it yeah. is, with all due respect to everyone. But I could not believe that this game wasn't uh, nominated for best role-playing game. And Final Fantasy 16, which is barely a role-playing game by the skin of its teeth, was. Um, <laughs> it's just baffling to me. And it wasn't nominated for best music either. And the soundtrack to this game is just incredible. And I actually think it's a bit shocking that this game sort of has ended up being forgotten because... It's just uh, the original Octopath Traveler made quite a splash when it came out. That sort of HD 2D art style mm. uh, was new. No one had ever seen anything like it before. And people were just like, oh, my God, this is beautiful. This is the spiritual successor to um, to the Super Nintendo style of RPG that Square used to make. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's a really gorgeous looking thing. And it had really lovely you know, really cleverly designed combat and a really interesting approach to the story where obviously the clue is in the name. It's Octopath, Eight Paths, and that means there's eight different characters that you recruit, but you can start as any of the eight and recruit the eight in any order, and each character has their own Mm. individual story that you complete, and then they all sort of dovetail together at the end in one big RPG save the world thing. Um, but Octopath Traveler, the first one was, was pretty flawed as well. Um, and the second one basically just kept all those wonderful foundations and addressed pretty much every complaint. So people complained, for instance, that because of the non-linear nature of the story, you didn't get that classic Japanese RPG camaraderie between the party members because they never really knew who you'd have at any given time. Whereas in the second Mm. game, they've sort of built it up so certain pairings of characters not only have a lot of interactions, but also actually have separate story beats that they go off and do together that tie their individual plots together. And then everybody still comes together as all eight at the end. Mm. Um, You know, they addressed issues with the length, they addressed visual issues, they addressed battle issues. And it's just absolutely wonderful. And I genuinely believe, for me, it is my second or third favorite game of the year sort of like really third, wow maybe okay. maybe to be fair maybe fourth because i guess it's yeah it's it's street fighter the, my top four is definitely street fighter Baldur's gate um this and uh my mind has just got and zelda of course yeah. <laughs> um that's definitely what about, what, what about robocop alex <laughs> i like it it's in my top 10 i like robocop you know, you know what i love about that what I love about that is like your top ten like favorite games of the year. In any other year, he's like, has there been ten good games out? Well, that's like... well, yeah, I think there has, but you end up going into like it's extremely esoteric stuff, and, mm. and 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 yeah, but it's yeah, I I 
it's it's in my top four games of the year in a really good year. And on a more yeah. normal year, if this game had come out last year, or probably if it had come out next year, it probably would have been my game of the mm. year. And it's just it's just fantastic. I can't recommend it enough. And it so carries the if you're a person who has any affinity for sort of that golden era of Japanese RPGs from the Super Nintendo age. The first Octopath was good at this. Um, but the second one just the, the title screen of the game and the main theme of the game is so beautiful and somehow so evocative of the sense of adventure that those games gave me as a child that it legitimately just the press start screen made me a bit emotional um, the first time <laughs> I played it. It was really oh, nice. a really surreal moment for me, but it just yeah. it just channeled everything. And it really bums me out. I don't quite know why... Um, my understanding is it's done okay sales wise, but again, it hasn't been as explosive as the first one. Yeah. I think Square made a crucial mistake with this HD 2D thing, which is obviously they did Octopath One, Octopath Two. They also did um, Triangle Strategy, which is sort of like what if Octopath but Final Fantasy Tactics, and mm. that one was fine. It wasn't amazing. It had one really cool story idea, but they also did Live Alive, which is a remake of a Super Nintendo game. Uh, that is one of the best RPGs of that era and was sort of a, a, a you know, a holy grail for a lot of yeah. nerds like me because it was one of those JRPGs that never came out in the 90s in the West. Mm. And, uh, and those guys went on after that game straight away to make Chrono Trigger the best Japanese RPG of all time. And so Live Alive has this legendary status. And I think by having that come out in between Octopath 1 and Octopath 2, what they sort of did is I do think Octopath 2 is actually a better game than Live Alive, but Live Alive has great historical significance and stuff. But I think they sort of... Um, they uh, they broke the seal. They opened Pandora's box in the sense that now what people want, now they've had one, is they don't necessarily want original HD 2D games. They want Final Fantasy VI to be remade. They want remakes because they want Chrono Trigger because that seal has now been broken. So I think Square was a bit unwise in breaking that seal because they could have made Mm. more great original games. And I really hope Octopath continues. But yeah, Mm. Octopath 2, just a tremendously special game and just completely forgotten. Like I say, the fact that that was not nominated for Best Role-Playing Game, the fact that that was not nominated for Best Music is uh, at the Game Awards um, is absolutely shocking to me and it shows that it has just sort of flown under the radar and been forgotten which is why yeah. i felt it was perfect for this category so yeah. well, it's not a bad pick because i genuinely had no idea it was out uh so <laughs> in fact like I, I'm, I'm pretty sure like ambiently i did i'm sure i've seen it mentioned and stuff but i wasn't really conscious of it being a thing and i i really liked the first game but as you say it had my problem with the first game was that i just didn't feel that invested i did all the eight yeah. kind of character origins and stuff and no matter, like, because you basically, it's like a it's like a dial on an old phone, right? You start with, you pick one to start with, and then you just kind of go around and kind of mop them all up, like Pokemon, all the different origins. Yeah, it's much and, more cleverly designed this time. They sort yeah, of, that's good. They play with the layout of the world, because obviously people don't realise, but the way that, that uh, the way that the, 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 the character skills work is they're always in pairs. So there's like yeah. two physical two white mage sort of characters, two black mage sort of characters. So they all sort of pair off. And this time they actually split it. So it's two continents. So one continent has one group of four and one continent has the other group of four. And you can crisscross if you want, but it sort of encourages you to do one four together 
it, mm. it, it, it tries to tease you into doing that anyway. Um, yeah, it's much better structured, sort of addresses all that stuff. And the, I think they legitimately are called crossover stories where the, the tales of two characters sort of intersect are really well done. Nice. Yeah, well, you've really, you've really sold it to me, but um, I feel like uh, I feel like I need to play the first one and finish it first. No, see, I, I uh, genuinely, it's, <laughs> uh, genuinely, I feel quite strongly about this. To anyone listening as well, like mm. Octopath One's lovely, but it's one of those games. There's no story reason to play the first one, and the second one, it's one of those sequels that legitimately just supplants and replaces the original game. Yeah. So you may love as this. well just play the second one. And then if you really love the second one and you want more, go back and play the first. Yeah. But don't play the first and then go to play the second because I think back to back they'd probably be quite hard work. Yeah. Mm. That's as a very time poor man, that's what I want to hear. <laughs> All right. Okay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, right, so Octopath, Tra- Octopath Traveler 2. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people listen to this and go, they did another one of those? Uh, Rebecca, what have you got? Because you teased uh, this. I did, I did. And now I worry that I've gone way too silly with my pick. It's <laughs> all right. That's usually me that was, doing that. That yeah. was such a like, heartfelt and meaningful um, case to remember a game that really has just like, I, I knew Octopath 2 was out, but I hadn't even, that was legitimately, I thought that was like tail end of last year. So that's a really good choice. Yeah. Um, whereas oh, what I did, what I did was um, went through my list because I keep a list of all the games I play in a year. Yeah. And just went through my list until I found one. I was like, oh yeah, that. And I I picked that because I thought that was the the fairest way of meeting the criteria, which has ended with this odd situation where my pick is the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, it is good. Though. <laughs> oh, it's good though. It, it is, is good. It is a good game, genuinely. And it came out um came out on March thirty first, so it was obviously a, an April Fool's um bit from sega but it's genuinely a good game it probably didn't i mean like to be fair it didn't crack my top 10 of the year but i had a lot of fun playing it um and to add a bit further context so it's a it's a visual visual novel um very much done like the ace attorney style where just sonic characters are in this um go to a murder mystery birthday party and sonic gets um cast as the victim but then actually does get he doesn't he doesn't die is it a spoiler to say he doesn't die probably not is it does it matter if you spoil the murder of sonic the hedgehog probably not um no nah, i wouldn't have thought so <laughs> probably if, you, not. if you didn't play it that week you're probably not going to be like oh well, that, that was in it's my backlog like, <laughs> it is good though it is genuinely worth playing if you like the sort of the the murder mystery visual novels mm-hmm. of that ilk and there weren't many out actually that's a lie there were loads out this year just not like any of the big franchises this year mm. but you know if you wanted one in a big franchise it was genuinely a very very fun game and um but that's the thing because of the way it was sort of framed it's released as this like april fool's joke it's free on steam or whatever it is easy to just kind of play it for a couple of hours get to the end and then completely forget it ever existed but i went back um because i saw you know intermittently people have sort of found it throughout the year and there'll be like a little boost as like a youtuber finds it and people start playing it again um i had a look yesterday and it has got just shy of twenty thousand 
overwhelmingly positive reviews on Steam. It was, I think, at one point the highest um, reviewed Sonic game on Steam, which is kind of delightful, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I feel like maybe Steam isn't the platform to to compare it all on, but I did find that really quite funny that that people genuinely did did really love this game. Yeah. Um, People love a good game that's free. Exactly, exactly. It's really hard to argue with it as just a a genuinely, though, as someone who plays a lot of that type of visual novel, it was just like, yeah, this actually does, you know, they haven't just made fun of the genre, they've actually like researched into it and done it really well on the basis of other games that do this. So yeah, I was genuinely really impressed and then immediately went and forgot it until called upon to remember something for this for this episode. Um, and I also think it's just really funny. Like it's an inherently funny thing to discuss. Yeah. Um, a I visual really, novel spin-off of Sonic the Hedgehog. That's not really a dating like it. sim, crucially. It's not a dating sim. Okay. Crucially. I also so really no... love that Sega did this because it's like, right. it is a Western team mm. of people and like um the <laughs> producer on this game michelle i don't know if that's how her name's pronounced could spelled a little bit differently to the traditional spelling of that name but mm. i followed her on twitter for years because she's just she's a game dev but she's just very funny and so when it was revealed that she was behind this i was like well of course and she's also <laughs> well like she's also always played up the fact that she's a huge sonic fan but the fact that sonic team in japan and sega japan allowed this to happen i just yes. think it's quite <laughs> glorious like you wouldn't mm-hmm. get a square or a capcom allowing this to maybe capcom but you definitely wouldn't yeah. get a square allowing this to happen to allow a bunch of people in square us to make you know the murder of cloud or whatever you know or chocobo killer yeah. or whatever they wouldn't be allowed so i love that it exists as well to be honest <laughs> Yeah, it's just, there's, as you say, like so many good games this year. 2023, I almost kind of hope we don't have another game like this because in the industry, it's been frantic trying to cover <laughs> this, this many games in this yeah. year that have come out. Yeah. Um, but it's been, it was a really pleasant little diversion. And also, I guess, like for me as well, because the first game I ever remember playing as like a three-year-old was Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm. And like fast forward 30 years, I'm really into murder mystery visual novels and they make a murder mystery visual novel about Sonic the Hedgehog and it like feels in a way like something's come full circle for me which is quite yeah. nice yeah it's like they've pulled it out of your brain I, I, <laughs> I love it yeah <laughs> love it I creepy. love the fact that like what I love about it is just that it's Sega has by making it given you the opportunity to maintain your like visual novel streak on this podcast <laughs> but also do a Sonic game <laughs> I know it's too good it's too good right um but yeah genuinely um Alex's pick Pick Alex is not mine. <laughs> oh, I do, I do love, I do love a, I do love a, like a franchise like that though, having a weird game like this. Like when I was a kid, oh, yeah. even though it was sort of shit, I loved um, Mario is Missing, mm. oh, yeah. which was yeah. like the educational visual novelly game where you played as Luigi to try and uh, to try and rescue Mario had been abducted and all the rest, and it was like it, it, it was a visual novel where you click around Monkey Island style, but and you collect stuff but it was all about the real world so you'd learn facts about how tall the statue of liberty was and shit like that yeah yeah that's weird sonic's a sonic has got previous on doing sort of weird kind of like genre flips though isn't it because like sonic there was like flicky's island which was like a weird isometric well, that's Sonic Platformer 3D. It was thing. them sort of like experimenting, right? But they, so yeah. I think that one I sort of forgive. But they have yeah. sort of had all sorts of. I don't know. Is it that different to Mario? But 
they've had you know the, not, the... not quite skateboarding but hoverboarding games yeah, and, yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a sonic fucking bioware rpg that's the one that jumps out at me and that game is actually like low-key quite good and it sort of yeah. became a meme when it came out because it has there's a, there's, this, there's a story here this is the alex tangent for the episode um they, um I, f- I believe the story is basically the, the 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 rights for Sonic music are quite complicated. Like some of the Sonic, the Sonic One and Two music was composed by um, a guy called Nakamura, who was it was in quite a popular Japanese band called Dreams Come True. And in a quite unusual thing for a video game made in 1990, 91, he actually owned the music. So that's why, for instance, you never hear the Sonic theme anymore. The du, 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 huh. du, du. You don't hear that anymore because that oh. belongs to Nakamura. And anytime oh, they want right. to use Green Hill or Ke- Chemical Plant, these sort of iconic tracks, they've got to go and pay, pay Nakamura money. That's also why you get things like in Smash Brothers on the Sonic stage, even though the Sonic stage is Green Hill, they have the original Green Hill music from the Mega Drive and the, the remix is like a Sonic free song. Because that Sega actually owned that, and I presume it was cheaper to just buy. We're going to put the original in than it was to go to him and say we want to pay someone to remix it. Um, but so the music rights, and then there's all the Michael Jackson Sonic Three stuff, which is also mm. got, which is why they had to replace a bunch of the music in Sonic Three in the most recent version of that game. But supposedly, I think what I have heard happened was whoever was doing the music, Bioware was not really aware of this, and had a bunch of lovely arrangements of a lot of songs that Sega didn't actually own. And then they yeah. all literally had to be replaced in like a week. <laughs> and so there's a load of music in the game that's shockingly shit. I, I, I could, I'll send, I, I will send you after this, Jim, a, a clip of one. You can just, you can just drop it in here as an example. Yeah, but um, it's the, the, some of the, some of the music's fine, a lot, a lot of it. But it sort of became a lightning rod where there were these tracks that were like ported from Sonic Three and other Sonic games that were so badly done and so buggy that it became a lightning rod of the whole game's terrible. But that Bioware RPG, as Baby's first RPG, it's actually all right. And I actually think it's a better kid's first RPG than Super Mario RPG. Oh, now, that yeah. was not oh, wow. a very popular oh, opinion. But fine words. They <laughs> should make another one of those. They should, yeah. Yeah, 100%. yeah they should. All right. Okay. So we go. it's the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog is the, the title, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, once again, I thought that was last year. I th- I didn't think that was this year. I was aware of that, but I, it was like, oh, it's it's kind of it's just like dissolved into the meme sponge that exists in everyone's brain, along with yeah, you know, like uh, fucking like the 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 meme with the the guy looking at a woman while he's with his girlfriend and <laughs> or you know all that sort of shit where you know somebody pulls that out and you're like fucking hell how old is this um but no it was it's, it's really recent which is shocking um and uh as donaldson just muttered under his breath here we go connor <laughs> I don't know what you. Like, I just don't know how to. many pervert games came out this year. <laughs> Not a lot, you know. We and also obviously like when they come out, like there's there's obviously so many of them that like, yeah, who, yeah. Who cares really? Um, this year's been brutal, um, as we've sort of hinted and outright said um, for a lot of games, and there are lots of really good picks. Um, so I also went through like a list mm. of like games that I remember like taking note of and then just kind of forgetting. 
Um, they all have hentai those, in the title. No, none of them did. <laughs> I remember a lot of the, like the last sort of remaining VR people were going. That were so excited about like Horizon, like that Horizon Dawn of the Mountain game. Shit, was that no this one... year? Yeah. Oh fuck. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Call of the Mountain. I think that came out and just flopped. Like, or it didn't. I don't want to say flop, but like that kind of fell out of fashion real quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lots of really good RPGs kind of got squeezed between the sides. You know, like Alex has pointed towards. Like, Borders Gate Three came out. Um, Shadow Gambit also like was out in a similar period. Oh, and that's yeah, a really yeah. solid game. That's a really and good that, game. Yeah. And that underperformed kind of so poorly, but the studio was getting shut down, which sucks. That's kind of the. Um, I don't think. That's not how they put it. No, it's not. They, I mean, they, they just said that. Like, this is our last one. We ah, we're really done. Like, we're sick of making games. It's too complicated. I but, mean, that's true, but you can't. Like, <laughs> it would probably help if like this massive, amazing RPG didn't release within the same. You know, they would probably would have done. It, is, day, it but... is slightly bad timing, and you yeah. sort of think it, it did come between the two biggest games of the year, which sucks. Yeah. Um, but for me, like in terms of a game that's kind of so, I don't hear people talk about much at all apart from Sharif, really. Um, is Diablo 4? Mm. <laughs> Hang on. Right, point of order. You both hate Diablo 4. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, Diablo 4, right, is a pretty good sort of. For what it is, it's a pretty good game. This is the I best personally... ever podcast, not the pretty good games podcast. Like people love Diablo <laughs> Four. I personally mm. don't care for it, but I can separate my own tastes to objective quality, right? You know, I, I like that. some pretty bad stuff. That's obvious. Anyone who listens to this podcast knows that, <laughs> right? But I can sit down and be like, okay, is it just your tastes being weird? Like, but or bad is in actually bad, bad is in low quality or bad is in immoral. Both. <laughs> Why not both? Yeah, both. both. But yeah. like Diablo Four is just like it's just, it's this sort of oh we're gonna kind of bring back the spirit of you know Diablo those early Diablo games like the horror aspect of it looks gorgeous great story amazing voice act like it's it's, it, it's a beautiful package right and everyone was so excited for it and like it broke records according to Blizzard like it broke sort of records for like sales yeah yeah amazing amazing launch. And then just like issue after gripe, after that sort of controversy hit it, people weren't too excited about going for it over and over again. And it kind of just bled out. Like the, yeah. the first season came out of like yeah. content and it had a lot of issues with it. And obviously people were looking at like all sorts of like DLC prices and it just kind of faded out. And I remember the reason why I picked this one is because I was talking to some friends and they're like, oh, we're going to jump into the new Path of Exile 2. Sorry, Path of Exile update. There's a new season going with that. I'm like, and I was sitting there, I was like, if I wanted to play a game like that, what would I play? If I wanted to have a good time, would I play Diablo 4, this amazing, like, incredibly hyped, lovingly made sort of game? Or would I just jump into Path of Exile again? I think I would genuinely just like, it's just gone from my head in this conversation. Path of mm. Exile has totally just eaten its cake, um, which is wild considering how many people were so excited about it and like how much of a big pop it had at launch i mean we covered it to so much on the mm. website mm -hmm. because it's diablo 4 it's a big new diablo game yeah uh yeah. seemingly addressed a lot of the issues people had with diablo 3 and 
it wasn't Diablo Immortal. So, I mean, it just kind of fizzled out. And I think that's shocking because it's, you'd think a game with that big a name and that big a uh, um, presence in the yeah. sort of zeitgeist of people's minds um, would still be a big contester, like for people like now. The Game Awards mm. got best multiplayer. I'm not convinced it was put there just other than people were like, oh, we should probably nominate Diablo for something. Yeah. Right. Was it, did it win? No. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> it's, that's what I'm, I think I people just threw it on the list because, like, uh, like yeah. it's Diablo. It, I think to give, it also got nominated for best uh, accessibility and it did have some good features for that. Yeah. But, like, this year especially, it just totally got crushed. Yeah. And for like a Titan sort of IP as that, like, that's kind of shocking to me. Still, I'm sitting here like I don't have any sort of care for Diablo 4 at all. If I was Blizzard, I would just say that it won best multiplayer. Like, who's going who's gonna to check? Like, no one. It's so thing. easy to I miss that. It had. I thought it had, and I was about to get annoyed. The fact that we're on the panel and we don't, None yeah. of us can say for sure what one. Right. But it's the way that all the awards were just like delivered by, via fucking machine gun fire. Yeah, between adverts. Yeah, like no one even. Yeah, like, it's like, and attention. now the best, blah, 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 and the best, blah, yeah. and it's like, it's like, it's supposed to be a celebration of the industry and the, and, and the, the, the right. people that, the developers that make it happen. It's just like, mm. none of them got a single shout out. It's just like, yeah, and. and <sighs> Best thing like, goes to these guys. And the on. player in that game isn't even that good. Like, it's meant to be like a MMO thing, but like, hmm. you interact with people out in the world, you just see some barbarian rolling by. It's like, okay, cool. Or you sort of throw yourself <laughs> at a world boss for like uh, two minutes and it dies. Like, and there was a period where like, people weren't even doing that stuff. Like, I think we did a news story about people not even being able to kill world <laughs> bosses because not people were doing it. Best multiplayer. Like, Best multiplayer. Nobody can yeah, people just the reason why about. I think this should work, this is where I go like go on the attack a bit. So base you know, brace. I I think the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog is kind of meant to be flash in the pan. It's an April Fool's game. Yeah. I would say that is a it's designed a to be reasonably thrown fair out. assessment. Yeah, it, it it's designed to be thrown out for quick and like a laugh. It's good, it's great. But then you kind of move on with your life, which yes. is valuable, you know? People yeah, just, absolutely. You know, but it's, no, it's, I... it's not meant to be, oh, I remember Murder, Murder or Son of the Hedgehog. That was so amazing. And yeah. in a year like this, I think while Octopath Traveler 2 is so good, I actually agree that game is amazing. And it is really sad. It got kind of like forgotten. I think It's better than Diablo 4. But it's been such a it's been such a massive <laughs> RPG year. I notice you can't disagree. Let's <laughs> roll past that part. Yeah, better for who? <laughs> no, <laughs> Alex. What for like, people with no, hearts to... and souls and minds? Go better down for who? Go down. Get, go down to your local game and be like, "Have you heard of Diablo Four? And they'd be like. Yeah, I've heard of Diablo 4. Wow, yeah. I forgot about that, actually. Wow. Can't reach 2023 yeah, games. And they go, huh? Yeah, they'll, they'll all have heard of fucking Jeffrey Epstein as well. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> like, right. That's a, I just, that's, I just want to point out that when you started this, uh, <laughs> when you started this about Diablo 4, you said, well, it's, it's weird me bringing this up and not Sharif because Sharif talks about it all the time. Sharif talks about Diablo 4 all the time because he likes moaning. Like, it's not because he's like enthusiastic about I, no, it. I think he's like, man, I, this fucking game again. I remember when I was playing Diablo 4, when I was reviewing it, yeah. um, I was talking to Sharif about it. And yeah. he actually won, he, he actually had more positive thoughts about it at the time than I did. 
Yeah. So I think he has some love for Diablo 4. I think if you love something, you gripe about it. In the same way that I... That is true, actually. I love moaning about League of Legends, but I play it every week. Yeah. You know? That is true. I, I, I don't know. In this, there's, there's, in this, there's in this different year, types it's been, of gripe, isn't there? There's different types. In this year, yeah. it's been such a contested RPG year that, mm. while sad, I do kind of understand how Octopath Traveler 2 got swallowed up. Mm. That doesn't take yeah, away but from I think how it was, Yeah, but I, I think it was swallowed up at launch and it came out in February. It came out before all the crazy shit dropped. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's so hard to remember anything already, that came out in January, February. It was already sure, gone. Diablo 4 is... Diablo is the king of its sort of subgenre, really. It's mm. the... At least surviving, sort of like... like No, like Torchlight, like whatever. But Diablo released it. It's meant to be a big thing and it was. And then it just fizzled. And that's Torchlight unbelievable is better than Diablo 4. I, it, 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 it may be. The thing is, kind of, I actually think it's the worst game in this lineup of three. Well, I think that a bunch of <laughs> dudes... 20 years old of baseball caps on will disagree with you. They think Diablo is sick, dude. And, you know, we can't... I, just, I need to point out here that wearing a baseball cap isn't any kind of signifier of youth. But it is of coolness and of being smart. And... I've, I've got... A... Is it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Is it Deep Space one. Nine one? Judge? Uh... Okay, well, that's... <laughs> wow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Let's uh, let's put Connor out of his misery. Right. I've got to what? pick something now, okay. which means we've got to play the fucking sound. Can't believe that's the last time I get to hear that this year. Mm. Oh, right? Fuck, I didn't think that through. I'm still eating the broken. <laughs> oh, dear. So what am I going to do for the rest of 2023 with myself without hearing that song for another... You can send you, I'll weeks. send you the MP3 on WhatsApp uh, yeah, if you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Please do, yeah. <laughs> I'll listen to it on Christmas morning. Mm. <laughs> right, okay. I've just swallowed the world's driest fucking gingerbread. Okay. Um, uh, Alex wins. Um, <laughs> Deserved. I'll, I'll tell you, you why, Alex why? wins. Can you at least say why? I'll tell you why. I'll, well, I'll tell you exactly why. Because you admitted earlier on that Diablo 4 was not as good a game as Octopath Traveler 2. I didn't say that. I said that and I personally, you know, have tastes that don't necessarily match up to objective fact. You, I'm man just, enough to admit that. That's just... You know? No, you said, we'll all fucking take back, you said, you agreed that Octopath Traveler 2 was a better game than Diablo 4. In and my and opinion, earlier than that, Rebecca said, just give it to Alex. <laughs> That's <laughs> Making my job really easy this week. my words. You said that like... I didn't twist your words. I you just did. repeated what you, you said. You made the sheriff quote as well. You're not even listening. I didn't... I, I actually didn't make up the sheriff quote. You, you did. Said... the tapes back. You were putting words <laughs> in my mouth. You're taking sentences I did say and then twisting the meaning somewhat so you can just like wrap up the podcast. Yeah, I mean, I am I am doing that to some extent because, you know, we're all quite busy this week. Um, some of us have got trains to catch, Connor. I have a train to catch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why are you trying to eke it out? 
Because <laughs> I deserve to be put down for good reason. You do deserve to be put down. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Ow. I well. didn't mean in the death way. I just meant in the <laughs> insult way. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's Merry Christmas. You don't mean in the... <laughs> what's happened to the goldfish sort of way. Um, <laughs> Flush down know. the bog. <laughs> <laughs> this is really oh, horrible. Connor. This is really horrible. I love how Connor's like... I love you, really. Connor's I, so good at, like... like if, there, if there was an Oscar for pretending to take things to heart... I'm genuinely um, hurt. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, expect, I, mean? I expected. Sorry, Connor. You know, good try, but off the top wins. Not you deserve. Why would you expect down. that? When has anyone ever said that? <laughs> if you expected that, that's like that's kind of on you. Okay, uh, let's finish up there. It's the last one, last podcast of 2023, obviously. Uh, but we will be back in January with more episodes of this fucking show. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> please uh leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice like, like and subscribe on youtube um and uh by all means uh, leave a comment which we won't read bye bye, bye. happy new year <laughs> oh yeah that as well <laughs> <laughs>